views expressed on the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned, because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive By. What a fabulous, fabulous day this is. I love it when some people would say miracles happen. But, you know, I think the world that we live in, we get to say what looks like a miracle and what we can absolutely expect from our lives. Nothing is really impossible. And today's show, as we've been talking about for weeks now, is a show that you all have asked for. One of the most frequently asked questions that I get or issues that are brought up both on the show, both here uh, on these multiple markets in Seattle and Tampa, as well as all of my other markets, Boston, Chicago, Huntsville, and three Internet stations. One of the most frequently asked questions that, that we get is around money. It's around prosperity. It's around how am I going to pay my bills? And so we've crafted, Karen Ramsey uh, is my guest today as well, and you, you know a little bit about her, but I'll give you an introduction. But Karen Ramsey and uh, the team here has put together a show for you, bringing two masters together, two masters together in a very, very powerful hour. And so what I want to say right out of the gate, right now for everyone if you do not have a pencil, if you do not have a piece of paper in front of you, you're going to want one because there are several things we're doing. And, and what is this show about? This is a show about looking at money and the meaning of life. Life. It's about your money messages, what you carry. It's about how do we gear up right now, this time of year for the season that's about to come, and how can you transform your life? Now, as I mentioned, Karen Ramsey is my guest today, and Karen has been a leader in the field of finance and investment for uh, decades. She is at the top, at the top of the game. And what do I mean by that? When you get to be called one of the top wealth managers uh, in the country, when that gets to be something that someone or some organization says about you, and then you get featured on CBS, CNN, uh, various magazines, that's something that means that you have dealt with your money baggage. Because there's no way no way on this planet that you could take a step in the direction that she has taken. Uh, furthermore, let me say this about Karen. Put all of that aside. Just put it aside for a minute. Because she has taken what is passionate, passion for her, and brought it to you all 
brought this to to the table so that you can have tools that you will need to shed whatever scarcity thinking you might have, whatever it is that's blocking you from taking a step forward and understanding what money is and what money isn't. And you're going to hear a bunch of things today from Karen. First of all, we're going to be talking about caring for your soul in matters of money. You're going to hear a fabulous introduction uh, and uh, conversation uh, by Karen about Jacob Needleman, who is my other guest today. I said we have two masters, Jacob Needleman is a professor of philosophy at San Francisco State University. But as I said before, he is much more than that. You know, we sit and we try to evaluate in two or three sentences a lifetime of work. And it is clearly impossible for these two, for me to do, for these two people. And you know that I'm good at my job. But what I'm saying is this is an individual, Jacob Needleman, who is really gifted us with his time today the author of books such as the american soul the wisdom of love time and the soul the heart of philosophy and money and the meaning of life he is a teacher a writer a consultant he has been featured on pbs series and he is coming today for a very important reason he is an individual that touched karen ramsey's life in such a profound way that he has shifted her destiny. And she stepped up to the plate and yes, I said, yes, I can do it. So let me take a minute and welcome both of you, Karen and Jacob, Professor Needleman, to the show today. Thank you both for joining the show. Thank you so much, Pat. Very glad to be here with you all. Well, I'm, we're just totally jazzed that you're joining us. And, um, and money is on people's minds. Uh, what it means to them and where we go. And Karen, you have been on the show and uh, you have shared your story. Uh, and I think it would be really important for you to give our listeners uh, a little overview because you not only come to this conversation with wisdom, but you have also, also opened up the door for our listeners. They are going to receive some phenomenal gifts from you. They're going to receive some phenomenal tools. They are already raving about the spending plan. That is a 33-page ebook, by the way. Way. It's not a one-page spreadsheet that some of you have emailed me about. So, Karen, what does today's show mean to you, and what does it mean to you to be here with Jacob Needleman? Today's show is a fulfillment of one of my wildest dreams. I grew up on a farm, as you, many of your listeners know, uh, in Colorado, and my family was poor. And I saw my mom and dad work crazy day after day on the farm, milking the cows and working in the fields and, and be exhausted at the end of the day. And because we were poor, there wasn't a lot of extra money hanging around. And I watched that, and I took it into my life, and then I developed my own way to deal with money, which is you work really hard, and you'll never have enough no matter how hard you work. And I distinctly remember being at a stoplight one day, and I was gripping the steering wheel really tight, and I just thought, if I could only make it through another 36 years of working, you know, 12 or 15-hour days, then I can retire. And this moment of silence came upon me and I said wait a second there's got to be a better way but how and then by the grace of God as far as I'm concerned uh, Professor Needleman's book showed up on my bookshelf <laughs> I actually for, to this day don't know how it ended up there I walked home I picked up picked up his book read his book meaning money and the meaning of life and no kidding it changed my life um, in, in reading it I 
I saw that there's a way to deal with money that has nothing to do with the dollars and cents or the investments because Professor Needleman is a brilliant man and his philosophy was brought to bear on um, the topic of, in, of money. And I want to uh, read a couple of quotes from his book that have deeply touched me. Here we find the key to the place that money can and must occupy in our lives. Money must become an instrument of the search for self-knowledge. Money must become a tool and the only enterprise worth undertaking for any modern man or woman seriously wishing to find the meaning of their lives. We must use money in order to study ourselves as we are and as we can become. It means finding the precise place of money at the heart of the most important undertaking of our lives, the search to become what we are meant to be, in the service of the greatness that calls to every man or woman on this endangered earth. When I read those words, my life changed. Never again did I look at money again. I started on a journey to examine my relationship to money, which then led me to creating my financial planning practice, which led me to creating my workshop, Caring for Your Soul in Matters of Money, where people look at their relationship to money and use it as a way to get in touch with that special gift that we each have to give our unique gift to give to the world. So today is a day that I can personally and publicly, very publicly acknowledge Professor Needleman for all that he's given to me and hopefully he'll give all to your listeners. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Karen. Uh, Professor Needleman, what do, you, what do you make of all that? Well, it's always rare enough, but it's whenever it occurs, when someone says to an author, to me, that the book has meant so much to her, uh, all I can do is sit back and sigh. <laughs> and so that makes my day. That's why we write books to have an effect on other people. So I'm just absolutely delighted that the book had that kind of action on you, Karen. And, um, let's go on and talk about these whole questions because you say money is on everyone's mind, but it's not just because of the holidays. It's always on everybody's <laughs> mind. It's, uh, it's, it haunts us. It accompanies us wherever we go in this world, don't you think? It's uh, it's a question we constantly have to face if we're looking for any kind of meaning or any kind of direction in our life. We, we are how to face what money means to us and how we are with it and how to think about it and how to see ourselves honestly in terms of money. So I, I, I would like to go on with the conversation and see where, Karen, where you want to lead us here. All right. This is great. We'll take a short break in a, in a minute and come back with this because there is a huge conversation, isn't there, Karen? Well, that's the, the whole thing that Professor Needleman started me on my journey about is that we all struggle with money. But how come? But the brilliance of the book is you can use your relationship to money as a way of self-knowledge. You can use it as a way to look at yourself and say, hmm, I wonder how, I pro how come I procrastinate on paying my bills. I wonder how I can use money to make a difference in the world. I wonder why I never have enough. I wonder if I'm giving enough away. You know, all those questions we wonder about. You can use your relationship to money to learn about yourself and find out why you do what you do and then 
I believe, create a relationship to money that can empower you for the rest of your life. Well, we've got lots to talk about in this show. And so I want to make sure that everyone knows that please get your pen, get your paper. If you have questions as this conversation goes on, what we'll do is Benny will pick up the phone and write your question down. We, you do not have to come on the air. We'll make sure your questions get on here, though. And you'll be able to do that throughout the show. What I want to do is take a short break right now. And when we come back, this is a fa- very, very, very participative conversation. I hope all of you have got your, your hearts open and your pens in hand. We want to include you in the conversation. This is the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive By. We'll be right back after this short break. if you choose to accept it is to discover what's preventing you or your business from obtaining your goals dreams and vision the inquiring mind is your partner listen fridays at 11 a.m as stephanie durham professional life coach presents aces authenticity choices empowerment and success spanning 25 years of successful business tenure in addition to over four years of training with caroline mace at the cmed institute Stephanie's authenticity and vast knowledge helps you objectively explore wise choices with her finely attuned facilitator skills, leading you to personal empowerment and ultimate success. Do you know you have power to create what you want in your life and in business? You do. This message will self-absorb in five seconds. For more information, call us toll-free at one 866 Six four six three. End your suffering about money once and for all. Enter to win free tuition, a $135 value, to Karen Ramsey's groundbreaking Caring for Your Soul in Matters of Money seminar on Thursday, December 7th from 6 to 9.45 p.m. in Seattle. Transform your relationship to money and transform your life. Email caring at caringmoney.com in 50 words or less why you should be picked to win. Deadline for submission is 5 p.m. on December 1st. Dr. Pat, and I'm excited about a breakthrough technique that will help you shed years of stuck energy. Energy that is stuck creates three basic corresponding feelings or emotions, bad, sad, or mad. The Simone Zone is like a water purification unit for our polluted energy. And once that energy is reclaimed, we are able to reframe it and use it to achieve our goals and desires more quickly and easily than ever before. Visit thesimonezone.com and try this free technique for yourself. Turk Pipkin joins the Dr. Pat Show, introducing his new documentary, Nobelity, combining the insights of nine distinguished Nobel laureates. This documentary features conversations with these laureates and gives their insight into the world's most pressing problems and possible solutions. Powerfully motivating, Pipkin's journey across the world reveals how one person can change the world, and every person has the opportunity to do so. For more information, please visit nobelitythemovie.com or call 1-800-424-2593. Okay, everyone, listen up. Dr. Pat brings you her favorite organic wines from the Organic Wine Company, direct to you for this limited-time special offer. Would you like to enjoy the luscious taste of natural grapes grown with love for the land and tantalizing your taste buds at the same time? 
Well, Dr. Pat has selected three of her favorite wines for only $49, a 40% savings. Visit www.thedrpatshow.com and click on Dr. Pat's Picks for this special offer. Or you can call 1-888-326-9463. Get current weather, traffic, and news. Visit 1150kknw.com and stay informed with Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. This show is about the money. For those of you that are listening to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I have said to you that, yep, I do read your emails. Yes, we do. All of us read your emails and we hear what you're saying. And so we've crafted today's show for you. And you asked for this show to happen before the holidays, even though Dr. Um, uh, Professor J uh, Jacob Needleman said this is not a holiday issue. And so we're talking today about money and the meaning of life. My guests, Professor Jacob Needleman and Karen Ramsey. Karen, before we went to break, we just started to get warmed up on the topic. Let's get into some question and conversation with uh, Professor Needleman. Great. One of the things that I realized out of reading Professor Needleman's book is that in my particular relationship to money, because of my parents working so hard, I just didn't think that there was any other way to deal with money except working hard. And then I, uh, his book launched me on this journey of self-discovery. And I've, I've noticed that um, oftentimes people have what I call money baggage, which is we're, we're little kids. We, you know, th we think life's great. And then, and we think Money is like magic. You know, you, you put it in the gumball machine and out pops this, you know, red gumball. And this is like, wow, how did that happen? So money is magic when we're really little. And then something happens and the magic disappears. And all of a sudden it's serious and and we got to do it right. And you have to work hard. And, and we make these decisions, which I call in my book and my workshop, our money baggage. And um, what I use the Professor Needleman's p philosophy point of view, what I got from his book, however you want to say it, is that we can use our money baggage as a way to examine ourselves to see why it is we do what we do so that we can look to see how it is that we want to do it in the future differently and unconstrained from our past and, and our little decisions, our big decisions when we're little kids. Uh, what do you think about that, Professor Needleman? Well, I like what very much this is a gumball machine uh, analogy because it is magic. And I remember as a little child, I had a, and that was a long time ago when uh, a nickel or a penny even was something significant. But I remember I had an uncle who was incredibly generous with us. And uh, he would put into my hand a huge giant thing that called a half a dollar. And I couldn't believe it, what magic it had in it. But the fear element that was put into me, into us, from other sources, and here was this man for whom money was was an instrument of a generous heart. And this, what, uh, it was not the money that was the magic, I realized. It was the generosity. It was the human heart behind it that was the magic. And the mistake that came about was that we started identifying the, the physical thing called money as the reality rather than the love 
that was behind it in that case. And I was brought up with this this man who was so generous and this influence, and the rest of my environment was a depression mentality, fear, uh, scarcity, as you well put it. And that, I think, has entered into many of our lives. Uh, that's one aspect of the money question that I think, I think that must be what you help people with, Karen, is yeah. the, the fear aspect that clouds our perception, not only about money, but about ourselves and about life itself. Well, Isn't I think that how you look at it. Well, I think we we so uh, you know from your um, story, I think underneath it for many 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 people is this underlying. Can barely hear you. Could keep a little louder. Uh, I, I'm talking as loud as I can. Here we go. Okay. Um, I think underneath it for many many people is this concept of I don't deserve. Yes. You know, we we see all this stuff, but we think that there's something wrong with us. This inherent in the core of our being, we're not good enough. And if we don't think we're good enough, and then you know somebody gives you a, a half dollar for goodness gracious, oh my God, you you've died and gone to heaven. And yet, if you don't, in the depths of your heart, feel like you deserve money, it's gonna have a negative impact on you and really until we look at that what is that why do we think we don't deserve we're going to you know have our lives be in correlation with this not deserving we'll get rid of it we'll screw up we'll go bankrupt we'll give it away we'll do something to get rid of it or we work really hard but we don't ever accumulate it and it's the underlying not deserving which i think that you felt you know, in this kind of juxtapose between the generosity and the and the uh, constraining of the depression. Well, this uh, is, a big, uh, is part of a very big question about what, how, how we can respect ourselves, how we can learn to, well, in the long run, actually love, but in any case, respect ourselves and have a sense of self worth uh, that is comes from inside, from subtler, deeper parts of human nature, and not to measure it in money. That, of course, is a very big problem, is that we measure the worth of people, whether we know it or not sometimes, by the money question, by the money aspect of it. And we don't see that sometimes. People to say, they well, no, they, uh, I, I see things differently, but mostly... We can't help it. It's in our culture. It's in our bones that a person's worth is determined by something outside themselves like money. Right. You know what I call that, Professor Needleman? What did you say? Uh, what I call that is compare and despair. You know, we're, yes. al we're always comparing ourselves with people. And if we think we've got more than them, then we try to hide it because we don't want to make them feel bad. And if we think they have more than us, then we, f we, we feel bad, and we don't want them to know that we don't. So it's always this comparing and despairing about the amount of money we think people have, but it has really absolutely nothing to do with who we are inside. And as we all know, what is really important in life is that which is inside and our unique gift that we can give to the world, irregardless of money. And then, if we could come to that more about what is really important inside, at the same time, keep in touch with the realities of the world. Yes. And so, you know, because we don't want to become Pollyanna about it and fantasize about that money is going to come to us like roast chickens flying into our mouth or something of that. 
there is an aspect to life that requires calculation, that requires work, that requires competition perhaps in some ways. We can't just shut that out at the same time if we're... We don't need to be we don't need to be devoured by that. We don't need to have our identity with that side. We need to make be how how do you help people become realistic at the same time that they're finding their self worth in something that transcends money? Isn't that what your work is about? Yes, right. That's what I do is I have people look and see what was that decision they made when they were a little kid about how money is from their point of view, from what they observed or what they were told, and have them understand that that was just a decision that a little little boy or little girl made, yes. not necessarily the way it is in life. That's beautiful, yes. And what is realism about money? How do you, we have to be realistic, but we also have to be idealistic about uh, the human, our human nature. How do you help people be realistic without getting devoured by the competitive fear, um, brutality of the money world? Right. And, you know, I think if we can if we can discern that moment and that decision that we've made, which I call our money baggage and recognize it just as a decision, not the truth. Then we can begin to look at our relationship to money. And, I, you know, Professor Needleman, I believe that every person on the planet has a unique gift to give to the world that only they can give based on their background, their education, their passions, their, their drive. And if they can align their relationship to money and the, the real life world of money with their passion and their gift to give, then that's what I consider is when they're caring for their soul because they're giving their gift to the world conscious of their relationship to money. That's very, I think that's right. I, if, 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 a, if a person really discovers their gift and believes it, believes in it, don't you think in that sense the money question will not solve itself exactly, but it will follow their their understanding of what they have to give to the world. Right, and, and then they can focus on giving their gift to the world, not the money. And, and you know, I don't want to be Pollyanna and say, well, just follow your bliss and the money will follow. I mean, I think that's a little naive. Uh, 